thank you for visiting 32 Kings Road, hosted by the League Ambassadors. I'm Ambassador Kenny Ken Ken, and it is my pleasure to be here today with my brothers. This is episode 18 of 32 Kings Road. We are 18 episodes in, gentlemen, and uh, it's exciting to be here. Uh, We've got some show business that we need to address, so without further ado, (laughs) I present to you Skinny. And well, you going to go right into this? Yes, we said we were. And no, the, no, you didn't. And the cowboy. Yes, you actually did. said I, he was. You, okay, did you expect me to actually study this? Let's go, Kenny. What is this fucking Fall Guy shit? Yeah, Kevin. Kevin can't dance. He ain't got no pants on. <laughs> <laughs> what are, I don't know the words. Cowboys. It's Cowboys. Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> We are the Cowboys. Super Team, Two Tall Jones. Yeah. Fuck the Romos. Get down. Come on. Whoa. I don't know the words. I'm going to freestyle. Give me that bourbon. Uh. Woo. It's the same thing. Run it back, Skinny. Run it back. Same thing. Aikman. Urban. Image Leroy Leroy I don't know But I know Leon Leon Lett Slide Leon Yeah uh, Slide Leon Get the ball Mind the dolphins And the snow It's pouring rain Get it Steve Walsh Coming for Aikman He got sex Coming for Man, he got sacks. Uh. Bushido Brown on the track. Uh. Black Bell Jones. Yes, Kitty. The number one Dallas Cowboys fan right there. He called out the whole roster for the last 20 years. Oh, As a reminder, you can follow us on social media. Where's my everywhere. Eddie and everywhere at the league AM. Uh, we're going to talk about hot topics today. <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, Michael Floyd, and he's mm-hmm. definitely a boot bag. Uh, we got some bad name roster additions. Uh, we, 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 we got a good show for you. Let's get it going. Red O, mm. what you sipping on, baby? Same thing. I'm always sipping on boxing. 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 Somebody get this man some boxing gloves for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's been a good nah, month, man. Nah, want you to come over. Hey, I got these boxing gloves. <laughs> come get, get you, you some. Drink. <laughs> okay, so question. It's about fucking up the money and not fucking up the money. Okay. But, just got, yesterday, W the WBC... Um, says he doesn't have to do his mandatory because um, he has a potential mega fight coming up with Pacquiao. Today, the judge says, nah, son, 90 days. Because the fight was supposed to be in the spring before May. Oh. Uh, judge just gave him 90 days. Give him 90 or 50? I thought it was no, 50. no, no. It's 90 days, but he can, minimum is 50. Oh, okay. It's harsh, yeah. They're gonna, they said that they're going to appeal it. Uh, 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 this uh, is Terrence Crawford, who... It was a masterful knockout, a savage knockout of John John Molina <laughs> last week. It wasn't even right. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, he got 90 days for... for no, he deserved 90 days. Don't trip. <laughs> like, for taking, he, t- he was taking his car back. Dog. <laughs> if I own a business, that's fine if, if you don't agree with it, but you don't get to come in... And break my machine, sure chain up your car, pull your car off, and I got $3,000 worth of damage. On some Thelma and Louise type shit. Yeah. At that point, <laughs> but don't get me wrong, I do think it was excessive. I do think if this was somebody else he wasn't trying to make, the judge wasn't trying to make an example of, mm-hmm. um, he might not have got 90 days. But again, for doing what he did, making <laughs> terrorist threats, and <laughs> 90 days really isn't that bad. It's just that he's fucking up the money. Because that fight with him and Pacquiao was there was nobody else for Pacquiao to fight because Floyd's not coming out of retirement. Yeah, he's putting checks on Instagram. He'll probably, he'll probably do like a he'll do like he'll do like a month. That's what I'm saying. That's I think, I think he's time. out in January. I think he's fine. February maybe. Black, February Black uh, History Month. That's when they let him. Okay, out. well yeah. then, how long is it's training camp? 
He mm-hmm. only needs he stay he stay in camp. He only need five weeks. Okay. Well, if that's the case, if they can do it in April, yeah, they're gonna do it before that. At Canelo. Uh, yeah, because Canelo because Canelo May, yeah. so it's Cause, April. Because Floyd on May, Canelo took it. Yeah. So it has to be April. But at the same time, who we talked about last week, Mr. Joshua, Anthony Joshua, and has April. his date with with Klitschko. Yeah. And they're both six six. What I didn't realize was. Joshua has a one-inch arm um, reach on on Klitschko. Oh, really? Yeah. It's. I just don't know if his jab is as effective. Yeah, but he does has. If he can fight tall like Klitschko or fight inside like Klitschko, if he can outgame him, he can beat him. Because you know it's time for the old man to move on. It is, and that young lion is hungry, but he has to play his. He has to outbeat him at his game. Kev, what you sipping on? What's up, fellas? Skinny, you, you sound like you do. You sound like you do voiceovers for black exploitation films. <laughs> you sound like you just got up from a nap. You need to put hey, some pants on. <laughs> hey, Winnie. I, I haven't. I haven't worn them in three months, and the show is still on. <laughs> let's, let's keep it going. I'm. Uh, I'm sipping on the fact that last Sunday was a rough one for. For quarterbacks, um, hmm. go down this list. Ben Roethlisberger, Phillip Rivers, Carson Palmer, Andrew Luck, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Eli Manning. It's a list of perennial pro bowlers, Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, most of them. They combined for 25 turnovers last week. It's rough out there. It's also cold. Very cold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where, 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 what's the weather like where you at right now, Kevin? Freezing. It's like 17 well, degrees. Well, put some outside. damn pants on in, guys. <laughs> <laughs> My heat works. He's obviously offended. What you sipping on, Les? <laughs> um, 2016 been a rough year. So, really, this is just a rest in peace to all that we lost this year. Friends, family, and celebrities. Um, Alan Thicke yesterday died. Today, mm. Craig Sager died. I mean, you know, they're, they're honoring him with the... Sager strong shirts today in the games. I mean, it's just it's been it's been a rough year. It's been a rough year for everyone, really. Donald, well, it's nothing like to get your spirits up than some money. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so it's the teasers. Let's, time, get right? teasers. Let's get these teasers going. Uh, shout out to Hornitos. Hornitos, come holler at us. Shout out to Hornitos. You just got back from Mexico. Uh, last week, close to it. We went three, <laughs> we went three and zero last week with the teasers. Let's go this yep. week. Uh, Dallas plays Tampa Bay. Uh, they're favored to win by seven. Tease that line down just for Dallas to win. They're at home against Tampa Bay. Uh, then we've got two rain games. So it was winter games last week with the snow and the wind. This week we got rain. We got rain in New York. So Jets in Miami. Mm-hmm. The line total is 38 and a half. Tease that up to 45 and a half and take the under as well as Detroit versus the New York Giants. The line is 41. Tease that up seven to 48. And again, take the under. Uh, Football players like to play in the snow. They don't mind the snow, especially offensive players. But what they don't like is they don't like the rain and they don't like the wind. And it's going to be a lot of rain, a lot of wind in New York. So I'm liking those unders in the New York games. Again, Saturday night, Jets, Miami, take the under. The Giants against Detroit, take the under at 48. And then Dallas to win against Tampa Bay. Put $100 down to thank the league ambassadors. Can I say something something else about not fucking up the money? Hmm? Canelo was trying to fight Cesar Chavez Jr. In May. Omar. He's trying to get to GGG in September without a loss. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> He's not trying to fuck up so the money. Where do we go from there? <laughs> I'm just saying. It's fine. Let's go. You straight out of a comic strip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the one with a scarf on. <laughs> Skinny, what you sipping of? <laughs> Rhinestones. It's called sprinkles, baby. <laughs> sprinkles. Ah, sprinkled all over it. Oh, uh, man. Whoa, whoa. That's the next segment. That's Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> what you sipping of, Skinny? Um, I can't get to it. <laughs> I want to get there. Um, Robert Kraft, hmm. I just found out, is a bigger Michael Jackson fan than I am. Talk about it. Um, so we got to go back to <laughs> the victory. 
1984, the tour, um, founding, um, founding owners of the Patriots and the stadium, the Sullivans, wanted the Jacksons to come through their stadium, part of that victory tour. So they went to talk to Michael, the oldest son of the Sullivans, went to talk to Michael. I guess Jermaine was there. And um, they, were, they were having internal disputes, go figure, the Jacksons were, about who was going to produce the, the tour. So they turned to the white guy and said, hey, do you want to produce this tour? And he said, yeah, let's do it. So they ended up making him head of the tour. He comes. The only way he can get the tour done, he has to put the lease up for the stadium of the, of the, the, the Patriots Stadium. He has to put that up to be a part of the tour as a part of the credit. They lose. The Sullivans lose $20 million on the Jackson tour. And this is what happens when you do business with Joe Jackson. And Don King at the same time. (laughs) And so they couldn't control uh, the team ownership of the Patriots, had to sell to Victor Kane, who was this. I mean, you might remember because you were a teenager, but we were kids. That that old white guy that had the Gillette commercials. (laughs) (laughs) He just ran and wore a suit on. Kevin was an embryo. (laughs) Kevin still did not have any pants on. But yes, yes. Uh, They ended up selling to him. And then from there, Robert Kraft comes into the situation because he outbids Victor for the actual um, for the stadium itself for twenty five million dollars. So now everything regarding the Patriots, Kraft ends up owning except for the team, which is ticket sales. Another owner comes in because Victor's done. He want the next owner comes in ninety two. That owner wants to move the team to St. Louis. He can't get out of his lease for Robert Kraft. Kraft is like, nah, this team isn't leaving because there was a covenant, right? And then so that said that they couldn't move the team before 2001 right. without consulting Mr. Kraft. That was the lease. Yes. yes. So he offers Kraft $75 million to get out the lease. Kraft says no. <laughs> and then so he holds them to the team for another two years. Kraft comes in and pays, what, $57 million over? Yeah, hundred. Well, it was a little more than that. $172 million total. Which is $57 million over what he was supposed to yeah. to keep the team there. Yeah. And the rest is Tom Brady. A tuck rule and rest is history. That's Robert Kraft. Vision. Yeah, I mean, but you're talking about from 84. Robert Kraft's first victory was the victory tour. Like, <laughs> like that game, set, match. Shimon. I mean, he literally, he literally went in there saying, I hope that we just break even with this tour. Right. How, as a businessman, you go into some hoping you just break even? That's what happens when you talk to Don King. Because you... Exactly. <laughs> Goodness exactly. Because you take one look at Don King and realize, only in America <laughs> am I winning if I break even. But you know, Joe, <laughs> Joe, um, Joe and Don were like, we're about to get this motherfucker right now. For we're real. about to make this money. One Donald deserves another. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Again, so where do we go from here? (laughs) Well, where we go, Skinny, is we go to our Brexit boot bag winner for this week. We didn't have one last week, but for sure, Michael Floyd was going to make sure that we had a Brexit boot bag winner this week. Les, can you talk about why Mr. Floyd is the league ambassador's Brexit boot bag winner? Well, Mr. Floyd... Catches two balls for 18 yards against the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> they lose in Miami. He takes a flight home. And when he gets home, he obviously wanted to drown his sorrows from that loss with a bottle of something. Because he obviously had more drinks than he had catches that day. <clears throat> yes, he because did. Well, they, <laughs> because shots, they find shots, him sleep shots, shots, shots. at 2.30 in the morning That's in the left-hand turning lane. In That's the driver's not a seat. good time to be sleep. <laughs> <laughs> he's so he sleep in the turn lane. Sleep, he's, he's sleep in the he, turn lane. He's in his Escalade. But the foot's on the brake, though. Yeah, it's on the brake. Because <laughs> <laughs> the car is definitely in drive. So he's sleeping the left hand. You can't be mad at the man for that, though. That's that's multitasking right there. I mean, <laughs> that is best. <laughs> <laughs> so then police pull up, pull up on him. They actually lock him in so the car can't go anywhere. They knock on the window. He finally wakes up. And you know what he tells them? He's like, oh, I'm just about to make this left right here. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, no, no. You got to get out the car. They actually have to pull him out the car. Of course, when they pull him out the car, the truck starts to roll some because it was still in drive. He got his foot off the brake. <laughs> he took his foot off the brake. So after that, here comes the lies. 
They sit him down on the curb and he's like, you know what? I was just headed to the airport from home to pick up my nephew. Then he, <laughs> I guess he worked that one out. At 2.30 in the morning? At 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> So I guess See, this he, is why it's a good time to be asleep. <laughs> yeah. You can't say shit like that. Okay. So I guess he worked some things out in his head and he said, nah, that ain't going to work. <laughs> so then he's like, you know what? I just had this house cabernet on the on the um, team plane ride home. I only had two. It only had two. The house cabernet. The house cabernet. <laughs> Not on the, 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 on the plane. plane. That, sh- on the that plane. shit is still top shelf. <laughs> Even the house. So I think he worked that out too in his head and said, that one's not going to work either. So then he settled on, you know what, when I got back, I went to the W in Scottsdale, and I had me a few drinks, and I was just headed home. And Fuck that's the, the nephew, re- huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The nephew <laughs> story didn't fly did in his own bring up, Did he bring up Gilbert Arenas? <laughs> <laughs> pow, pow. And that is the reason why he is our Brexit boot bag award winner for the week. See, he gets the golf He gets the golf club. Well, I got to dispute this stuff. Because... You know, and thank you, Rena. Um, he got cut, right? He got cut. And who did he sign with? <laughs> the Patriots. The Patriots. And what's their record? <laughs> yeah. To the Cardinals record? That's fine. But here's the thing, though. He's going to get cut from them as well. They actually took him. So I saw the motivation for it. They actually took him not so that they could help, so that he could help them on the field, but simply because. They play the Cardinals next week or something? No. He's a free agent at the end of the year because he's on the roster right now. They get that trade They pick. get a compensatory if, draft pick. If anybody signs If him. anybody signs <laughs> Use them and abuse them. <laughs> I guarantee you he will if not. He, if he, he helps them, he helps them. Right. But he won't help them at all. That's because a smart move, though. He didn't have. He, he couldn't learn Bruce Arians' route tree and route combinations. He's for <laughs> damn sure not going to learn. And that's I mean, why they were so fast to cut him. It was <laughs> how, like. How many years was he supposed to replace Larry Fitzgerald? Three. All of them. All of them. My Thank you. <laughs> All of them. Never. This is his, This is actually his fourth that we know of reported DUI situation. He actually had two, in two college, right? under. No, he had two underage drinking in Minnesota. I don't know what's going on in Minnesota, but they drink a Nothing, lot. Of kids. That's the problem. I guess so. <laughs> it, gets, it gets seventeen degrees. Then he got talk one, about it, Kevin. <laughs> then he got hey. one as a senior at Notre Dame. This is number four. So clearly, he's been getting his rocks off for a long time. <laughs> you need to get his rocks off at the house or in, or in Uber. Yeah, for real. Uber, Lyft, something. Oh, man. Anyway. Only in America, man. Only in America. And he's still making millions of dollars. Uh, let's get to our hot topics. We just There's a lot going on in the NFL, so we just figured we'd take the show today. Just touch on some hot, hot subjects and just let's... Let's just chat, brothers. Let's just have a conversation. Mm-hmm. First of all, I'm going to start this one off <laughs> with the Los Angeles Rams. Uh-oh. Are you a fan now? The sham. The sham <laughs> that is the Rams. Mr. Jeff Fisher. What's the score? <laughs> 24-3. Well, it's because Christ. they don't have a coach. Jeff Fisher was fired. They didn't have a coach when the year started. You're right. Uh... He he was fired. He was he was let go. Um, and I gotta say, nice uh, parting gift. Though. Both Omar and I, and we gonna talk about that as well. Both Omar and I went to the game uh, this past Sunday oh against the God. Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> and are you trips, in the game? He was sleeping. Uh oh. Trips. It was boring. Hey, oh yeah, I, I know. Listen, hold up, hold up. Let me tell you how my godson backed up what Todd Gurley said. He said they are running the same office, the Inglewood Jets. Rams. No. <laughs> it's the same offense. Literally, Inglewood Jets. Rams. He said it in the game. Like we were sitting next to each other. He was like, "This is the Jets' offense." Like, but beyond that, beyond the product on the Trips. field, which we could get to, <laughs> it's true. Beyond before, before to get to the product on the field, you could tell the fans. So, in my opinion, it was weird. Like the timing was a little. It was like, oh, okay, that's strange because they had just announced the extension or whatever. But being in that stadium, all of the fans there. All they kept saying was, fire, Fisher. Literally. <laughs> and it was just. And there was no, like, descending. Nobody was like, sit down, shut up. Nah. Everybody was like, yep. And it was, just <laughs> as ma- it was just as many fans outside in the concourse of the stadium as it was on the. I've never been to any professional sporting event. It hadn't been that way since high school, at a high school basketball game. Oh. Do we have an update, Kevin? Something happened. <laughs> Jared Goff just got laid out. <laughs> Damn. 
Good Lord. So who, 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 who's going to replace him? Who's going to replace Fisher? We'll start with you, Kevin. Are we we not going to talk about the trips? <laughs> they ran trips 30 times. It was ridiculous. That's they're, why he got they, fired. They're in trips right now. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to replace have, him, Kevin? Uh, they have um, Fossil filling in as the interim, um, which definitely isn't a, a long-term plan. No. My first thought was uh, was Jim Harbaugh. I mean, give him a call. He, he did coach at Stanford. He's familiar with the area. Um, if not him... You got John Gruden, who basically put that idea out on Front Street on uh, Monday Night Football. Um, and I know he worked with uh, the Rams team president, I think. Mr. Demoff. Yeah. Yep. So it's, it's a couple guys out there. But I think the, the Rams, you know, being in L.A., they got to get a big name. They got to get a, a, a sexy coach, uh, something that will kind of rally the fan base and won't have people like Omar falling asleep at their games. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, do you know how far Stanford is from L.A.? Listen, man. To us on the East Coast, all of that's California. <laughs> that's like you going to New York. I don't know. I don't know, but I don't think Har- I don't think Harbaugh is. I think New York is is closer. It might be. It might be. Yeah, I don't think Harbaugh. I don't think Harbaugh is, is leaving, leaving Michigan. No, he's two years in. Michigan. He's God over there. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I, I he definitely wants to come back to the NFL. I think it's going to be a case with him though of uh, of just bad timing. Um, I mean, it makes. I mean, there's some components that make sense. He knows the division. He was a 49ers coach for a minute. And my thing is, I don't think they have to come with a big name. Me they don't. They just need a good coach. Yeah. They played a good coach who showed his ass last week. Kyle Shanahan, and that was my choice. But mine is is probably a dark horse. <laughs> I just like saying his name, Jim Bob Cuda. Whoa! And they they were talking about it, that on the radio. They was like, "Could L.A. really have a coach?" So everybody's gonna really let that pass. Jim Bob Cooley. <laughs> Jim Bob Cooley. Nah, they would. No one's. He, no one's gonna touch that. JBC for the next five years. <laughs> no one's gonna touch that. He liked to say another man's name. Yes. <laughs> this and is his, the guy that brought up Jamal Anderson on, before the on. second was spoken. And out. his name is Jim <laughs> Bob Cooter. <laughs> and his last name is Cooter. I just and think, y'all just gonna go with that. Hey, sometimes we gotta be adults. <laughs> we already have three segments where we're like, nah, we're not going to be adults. <laughs> no, but really. How, like, uh, how, how would you guys feel about uh, about Sean Payton? Because he will be. Well, that, that's coach. another segment. You think Sean that's Payton's another segment. Fired? We ain't got to that yet. Well, no, you you really? I mean, no, we're I mean, we're going there because this, you know, the reason why. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why this is a big story. Because I definitely had his name on the hot seat. But list. I think it. But I think it. I think it. I think it. It opens the season of hot seat season for coaches. Yep. And you, you guys are suggesting Sean Payton is on the hot seat. Well, my he suge- just signed. I mean, my suggestion. He just signed a new extension, which doesn't mean anything. So in did Jim Fisher. Jeff Fisher. <laughs> nope. Jeff Fisher. <laughs> well, reportedly, well, report, well, well, reportedly, they're saying, and this was uh, a couple of people reporting this, that actually the extension was done in the like, summer. Yes, a long time ago. They just never talked about. it. And they just never had a chance to really announce it and, and put it out there, which makes no sense. Well, I think it does actually. I they think had it had a lot going on. I actually think it does make sense. It's not even about a lot going on. It's the fact of if you're moving into a new new market and you really don't know how that market feels about the coach. Let's say you come out before the season starts and you say Jeff Fisher just signed a two year extension. No one's coming to see that team. So you withhold that info. It made total sense. When I heard it, when they reported it, I said, that actually makes sense. What, so you withhold that information. You make it seem like, oh, it's still in the balance. And people will come out and support the team because they're like, oh, you know, it's whatever. Then they went three and one. So, again, you're like, all right, let's hold off on it. Then the wheels turn and it goes bad. You have the Eric Dickerson fiasco. And then they start losing games, and all of a sudden you start to see, like I said, the stadium was half empty this when week. When did they announce the extension, though? They announced it after the Eric Dickerson, Dickerson fiasco okay. as, a, as a deep, but that was that was to deflect. That was as and a after detour. last right. week's game where the team— When it was terrible. Obviously, everybody in the stadium could see the team gave up and said, we don't want him as a coach. You can see how they played. Yeah. Nobody wanted to be there. Yeah. It was— Horrible. Clearly, they went into this knowing that Jeff Fisher was not. They weren't sure about how the fans would receive. And Jeff I think Fisher. what you said is part of the reason. Part of the reason why Sneed hasn't been fired 
is because if you hire a coach, you give him the option. Hey, do you think you can work with this man? Or do you think, no, we need to go in a different direction? And then Sneed's life is in the hands of the coach. Because if the coach, like, you don't give the coach the same power as Fisher had. But if the coach comes in and says, no, I can work with him, then you keep him. It's fine. Who cares? Well, I think it's because, I mean, to that point, I think it's, you know, they're going to be pulling in the market. I definitely think Harbaugh will get a call. I think Gruden will get a call. Whether they whether they take it realistically, probably not. But you still make that call because in the event that they say, well, I want to be in charge of personnel decisions, Snead is gone. Yes. However, if you end up having to get a coordinator, say a Kyle Shanahan or Mike Smith or someone like that, then you still have that GM in place, you know, to, to make or that Jim transition Caldwell. work. Jim is it, Jim ain't going nowhere. Yeah. It's, it's interesting you, you bring him up, Caldwell up, because if, if you guys don't think the Rams need a big-name coach or a sexy coach, then what type of personality do you think will work out there? Because Caldwell's kind of a shy, laid-back guy. I honestly think Marvin Lewis is going to get fired, and he could end up in L.A. Because they're done. I don't think Marvin Lewis gets fired. I so gets, you guys are throwing out really interesting names. Sean Payton, even Marvin if Marvin Lewis, Lewis gets fired, he's not coming to L.A. And I don't think he gets fired because he has a great relationship with the owner. That owner is weird and he's not going to. I no, think he cheap. should That's get all. fired. That owner's cheap. That's why he lets Marvin bring in all these quote-unquote thugs. He's giving them second chances because they know he can get these talented players on the cheap. He still has a great relationship with the owner. I mean, I don't think he. I, I think he's done after the year. I think he finishes out. And even if, let's say he doesn't leave, I could still see him coming to LA. I think to Kevin's point, that's somebody I could see coming to LA. He's got the right temp, uh, temperament. He can bring in the. He can work with Gurley. You know, he's 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 raised several different OCs, including Hugh Jackson, who's ain't won a game yet, but he's on his way. <laughs> I don't think you bring. You don't fire Fisher to bring in Marvin Lewis. If you do that as a franchise, then you deserve your fate. That's not what you do as a franchise. If you, you don't fight, they're the same person. No. Like, okay. I, I, I don't think so. I mean, Ma- Marvin, none of them. Marvin's also, Marvin's also a licensed bail bondsman on the side. So I think that gives him the, <laughs> the edge up in L.A. Get something crazy at. Nah, that's not. We'll see you next it. week, Kevin. First of all, you need to bring in if the 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 quarter the coach they're going to bring in is going to be a coach who's offensive minded. There's go, I I will see Josh McDaniels in there before I see Marvin Lewis. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's another. He's name already been there about. though. He's been with the organization before. That didn't work out. He was a uh, Rams head coach. He was the OC. He was the OC for the Rams. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Devin said he agreed with you. Oh, reluctantly though. <laughs> From the recital? Back, backhanded talk. Yeah, you know, like, I was like, okay, all right, I'll take it. So, Sean, you guys are, okay, so you say, why is Sean Payton on the hot seat, Kev? How, how much longer can the Saints score 45 a game and give up 50? At some point, I think that the philosophy that he has, that the, the team has been playing with, isn't working, especially in that division where you have Matt Ryan, Jameis Winston, um, God, who am I missing the division? So, but oh, Cam Newton, you you have to make you have to get stops in that division, and their their mantra of let's just outscore our opponents isn't working. They're terrible this year. But is that, up. is that Sean Payton though, or is that just lack of defensive talent? He's the head coach. It's a combination of both. But you're the head coach. That's uh, interesting. It, it I, I, in. get, when, I, did, when did they win the Super Bowl last? 2009. I don't think he's actually on the hot seat. My question was, how long does he have before he is on the hot seat? How because, long does Drew Brees have left? Because exactly. I think he's there their, as long as Drew Brees is their there. Their arrow is pointing yeah. down, not up. I think he's there as long as Drew Brees is there. And everybody else in the division is arrows pointing up. Uh, Carolina, I don't know. Yeah. I think Carolina is not far. They need adjustments. They're not far. I think Carolina has a Cam Newton problem. I think, I think I think no one is talking about this. But His mental issues? I think, well, mental issues, the issue of being the issue of being, well. <laughs> Jim Bob Cooter. Leadership. I think, I think, I think in terms of leadership, you can't tell me that, the starting quarterback for your team who is a legit NFL superstar 
is going to be sat down for the first series because he didn't wear a tie. I think that that smells like the result of there have been several instances where you felt like you've been above the rules and I finally had to do something. Okay, you got to remember Steve Smith, who should have retired as a Carolina Panther and did not get along with Cam. But it has with Cam. Yeah, but it has with Cam. But it has with Cam. There's something there's something amiss there. So I don't know if Carolina's arrow is pointing up per se. I would think guys like Rex Rex Ryan. Who we've talked about, I think he's he's, he's, he's always on the hot seat. He's though. done. I, <laughs> he, I mean, what year has he not been on the hot seat? <laughs> he fired the OC and didn't fire his brother, and now is trying to get Tyrod Taylor fired, which is the weirdest, I think, most bizarre NFL story that's happening right what now. Is he saying about? How are they talking? Like there are rumors. Like there's a. It's a question now of is Tyrod Taylor going to be the quarterback? Of going the to be the quarterback of the so future? You, so you, you just AJ paid him. Emmanuel? Is that is that? Or Cardell Jones? It smells like spin to me. To trying to trying to deflect the attention off of himself. To me, the weirdest name that has come up legitimately on a hot seat is McCarthy. Like there, I, oh there, Mike I, McCarthy. I, yeah. I didn't expect to hear his name. Like we brought up, me and Kevin brought up the Saints because that's a personal thing. Like I thought, I thought about it, but I don't think he's actually on a hot seat. McCarthy's name has come up. The thing is, I don't know if it's. Him wanting to get out of Green Bay because his name has been floated for other coaching jobs, where it may be a a, a grab, a power grab, something in Green Bay or something like that. Well, we talked we, we talked we talked about Green Bay a few few weeks back, and and the word out on Green Bay is that their offense has become very stale and very predictable, and that that falls right at the feet of Mike McCarthy. So at some point, you know, their receivers aren't winning one on one matchups. And and people are keyed in on the offense now. Aaron Rodgers has played better in the last three four weeks, um, but that's the thing where I mean it, it's a I think it's a real thing because every year, at least for the f- last five six years, we've come into the season saying Green Bay should be a Super Bowl contender. I and think people are just they're they're going off Aaron Rodgers. I, I think more blame specifically to the Packers and going back to the Saints. More blame needs to be put on the GMs. Because let's go to let's talk about the Packers. The Packers tradition is not to sign free agents. Every, everybody's homegrown. So what you're talking about with the receivers, um, when Jordy first got in, Jordy was like fourth or fifth receiver behind Greg Jennings, uh, James Jones, Donald Driver. He had to work his way up. Now, no one knew he was going to be the best out of that group, but that's who he had to go through to get there. They haven't been able to replace that or do that again since Jordy has become the number one from going basically from the two to the number one once Jennings finally left, so they haven't and but they haven't been able to replenish that, and they don't sign free agents. That's on Ted Thompson. They also thought this year they were going to come in with the number one run defense in the league, and it didn't happen. Like that's that it's it's an organizational thing from top to bottom. That's my point. And the same thing going back to the Saints, Mickey Loomis, he signed Jimmy Graham to that big contract. Mm. And then got rid of him. He, at the year, but then to sign Jimmy, they had to get rid of Darren Sproles. They had to get rid of Devery Henderson. Um, what's the running back's name? Um, uh, Pierre Thomas. They had to cut four people, four key weapons on there to sign Jimmy. And then the next year, they shipped him out for offensive lineman, a center, because they wanted to change philosophies. He can get slapped, and he's he shrunk into a shell. If I was him, I wouldn't accept that trade anyway, because the team that slapped him was the team he's with now. But that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> but again, more emphasis needs to be put on Mickey Loomis, these types, and Ted Thompson. Like it's 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 not just about the coaches. Regarding Fisher, that's just a complete mess. Like the ph- philosophy, that organization from top to bottom is a mess. The transition has yeah. not been fluid. Uh, Fisher needed to be gone. He just tied the record for most losses with Dan Reeves. I didn't even know that. You know, so it, it's. The Rams are one thing, but, I mean, but these other teams are another. The one thing about the NFL, since I want to say since um, 2002, every year at least six head coaches has been replaced. Like, there are always – it is a carousel. There are always coaches on the high seat. Um, what's his name? Mike McCoy. Probably yeah, San on the Diego. high seat. We already know Gus Bradley he's needs done. to move his job. Yeah, he's um, done. Chuck Pagano. Hot seat. Yeah, I had yeah. him too. There are a lot of coaches. But that 
uh, Grigson, the GM for the Colts. He gave up a draft, a number one pick for Trent Richardson. <laughs> Kevin, how do you feel about Trent Richardson? You don't have any pants on. How do you feel? Skinny, like, skinny Trent is no longer in the building. <laughs> yes, he is. He paying somebody cable bill. Someone is getting Netflix on. I don't know if my man in San Francisco is on. Chip Kelly is on the hot seat. Nah, he's not. He's yeah. definitely not on the hot seat. Trent Balky might be though. Trent Balky might be on the hot seat. Oh, the never got hired. Out? Yeah, exactly. The guy who pushed Harbaugh out is on. Chip should never got hired though. I don't so, think he's an NFL coach. <laughs> uh, the next hot topic, uh, London 2017. The NFL announced this week. Kevin, you ready to go to London? Road trip. I already know somebody over there. <laughs> Got me a blow-up mattress. He's in Baltimore. He can say road trip. I know, right? Right. Uh, week three, we've got the Baltimore Ravens versus the Jacksonville Jaguars in or for the 2017 season. Uh, week four, we've got the New Orleans Saints versus the Miami Dolphins, and those two matches are at Wembley. And then in week seven, the Minnesota Vikings versus <laughs> the, the Cleveland Browns. Get them out. The Browns are going to London. The Browns are going to London. You're going to have them boys rolling by then. Yo, they're going to be you so gonna drunk. They're going to be rolling. The Browns right. going to be drunk. Joe Hayden going to be Thinking he on offense. And then in week eight, we've got the uh, Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. So the Rams and the Jaguars, who went this year, are going back next year. Uh, the question I got less, why are, why is the NFL, why are they treating London this way? <laughs> All I know is it's a shame that the Saints and Dolphins is the best game they sent out there. I don't know. Uh, come on, Omar. Well, uh, here is why. The wait, 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 wait. <laughs> The only reason why I'm what, saying what's your this, role on the show? The only reason why I'm saying this is because the Jags have a lot of talent. And if they actually gonna get a good coach, it may be a better game than you think. That's all I'm saying. You know, listen, they uh, have talent. They, they hey, have listen, talent three weeks ago, three weeks ago, I was with you. As long as they have Blake Bortles but and Blake Bortles. Right, okay, I take that back. <laughs> the fall, Blake the garbage Bortles. <laughs> the fall, the fall, dumpster fire sex. Gets picked up every Thursday. <laughs> the fall has been so precipitous. It has been bad. I don't know. They said he has the most touchdown passes. <laughs> What'd you say, Kev? Down by 21 that's, points than anybody. As he should. In history. $13 word. <laughs> um, I mean, they just, I mean, really, the and the, here's the thing. You've got the Seahawks. You've got the Packers. You've got the Eagles, the Panthers, mm, the Titans, who still haven't been over there. And they are still they, the Browns are going to London. <laughs> now, I, I, you can't see my phone, but in my notes under every each game, there's a couple words under Vikings versus Browns. I just wrote ha ha ha. ha. <laughs> 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 like really, that's who you decide to send over uh, there? Man. I really, I think they don't want uh, a good team playing at six thirty in the morning, West Coast time. 9.30 in the morning, East Coast Man. time. Because people, I mean, well, people aren't going to watch. The Jaguars and the Dolphins have a, a and the Eagles have a big fan base over there. Jaguars probably have the biggest. The Dolphins have another big fan base over there. So I understand why they're going. I do understand. But the Browns and the Vikings? <laughs> At least, okay, maybe they're Sam hoping. Sam Bradford going to get a concussion on their airplane. <laughs> <laughs> he, won't, he won't even be on the team. And at least the Dolphins are pointing up. They have a good coach. Like, like the Browns? Like, why would you do that? You want them to want to like us. <laughs> like, for real. Like, that's just right, me. It's making it harder for us. Right. We, we, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. I mean, this is the product that you put on an international stage. Yeah. It's like if, if Steve Jobs is going to a conference, he's not – Putting the the next or the cube out there, you you put you put you put the iPod, the <laughs> iPad, the you put your best product out there, <laughs> right? And then the Cardinals, Rams, like it's like okay, why? Who is making these decisions? And all you had to do was sub out the Rams and put in the Seahawks. Now Seahawks, cards, that's a good game. It's a good. That's game. a solid game. That's a solid game. Um, all right, next topic. Um, and and we teased it last week that we wanted to talk about this guy. Uh, there's only been two times in NFL history. Uh, Roger Craig, 1985, with the San Francisco so 49ers. Underrated. Very so underrated. underrated. We can talk about that later. Uh, and then Mr. Marshall Falk in 1999 with the Los Angeles Rams. Only twice in NFL history that you've had a running back record over 1,000 yards rushing and 1,000 yards receiving. Mr. David Johnson. DJ. 
of the Arizona Cardinals is already over 1,000 yards rushing. He has 745 receiving yards. Uh, he needs to average about 90 mm-hmm. yards catching in the last three games to be the third player in NFL history to do 1,000 in receiving, 1,000 in rushing. Um, yeah. Why is no one talking about this guy? MVP, I guess I get it because the Cardinals are really bad, which is why Michael Floyd was drinking. <laughs> but, this is why they cut him. <laughs> but you know, we had we had the little splash at the beginning of the season when everybody in fantasy world was like, "That's my number one pick." And Bruce Arians came out and compared him to Marshall Falk. Bill Belichick poo pooed that, but since then, no one's talking Wait, about. Did you say poo poo? He did. He poo pooed it. He poo pooed it. He uh, gave the dude credit, but he said went from precipitous to poo pooed. <laughs> Poo-poo. Only Rock on the situation. 32 Kings Road. So the question I want to ask you guys is, okay, because this is only, remember, this is only David Johnson's second year. Yeah. Les, who are you taking, David Johnson or Ezekiel Elliott, if you're starting a franchise? David Johnson. Oh. I'm taking David Johnson. Les. I mean, not Les, Kevin. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Why? What, I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Him, that because he runs similar to Ezekiel Elliott, and he also catches the ball. So, judging by the reaction, is is Les the only one that's taking David Johnson? No one else is. No, everyone else is taking no, no, Ezekiel. No, I said he's not the only one. Oh, I guess that means Omar. Is. Yes, I'm taking David Johnson too, <laughs> because the running is not that uh, Ezekiel is a better runner, but it's not that Barely. far away where his his he can he can't catch like David. David has four games where he's caught more than he's ran. Like, that's impressive. And it's a blowout. Like, he ran for 80. He caught 130. He's playing behind a, a, a far it, inferior, inferior line. offensive oh, line. line. Can you line can you imagine him behind the Cowboys line? Oh, my God. I can imagine me behind the Cowboys <laughs> line. I'm exactly. getting 800 yards walking. The last that's time exact- we saw a running back run the, do what he's doing was when uh, Michael Vick – Pass for two thousand oh yards Kevin, after he ran for a thousand. Kevin, guy. what were you gonna say? I was gonna say that's exactly my point. Um, David Johnson's definitely the more versatile back, but like you said, put him behind that offensive line or switch teams, and we may be having a different conversation. Yeah, because of where he's at, nobody's talking about it. I don't think it's about versatility. I think he's doing more with less, um, and less is more. Unless it's <laughs> Jim Bob Cooter, just <laughs> calm the fuck down. That is actually his. Uh, <laughs> I know, no. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I'm, I'm taking David Johnson, but it's not as profound as you made it. I mean, because Ezekiel. But you questioned it though. <laughs> yeah, like because like, he just said it. Like, like you disagree. He Here's his, the thing. He we're, knew we're his talk, answer. We're talking about running styles. I don't know if David's going to hold up because he's a big guy. And he likes to do those jump cuts. His jump cuts are ridiculous. Yes. And, they, and, and they are phenomenal. Yeah. But he's a big dude. I don't know how long. Like, I know. That's a great point, Skinny. Omar wait to, Wait, 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 wait Omar to come what? back from that. Listen. Just <laughs> put your eyebrow down, fool. It's it's natural. It yeah, stays all right, there. Whatever. Um, <laughs> it's Hindu. Uh, I, Omar. <laughs> I'm Creole, fool. Whatever. <laughs> Jerusalem. Um, Omar hates Matt Forte. Uh-huh. But the way he runs, he's been able to sustain a certain Who amount of success. Who said I hate Matt Forte? Keep you on. did. Keep where, going, where did you get this from? But Why are you making he, up stuff? My point is, the way Matt Forte, <laughs> literally, the way his running style yeah. has kept him in the league. Yeah. I don't know if David Johnson's going to be able to stay in the league more than four or five years the way he runs right now. Yeah. So that's my point. I think he's a better runner than Ezekiel. I don't know if he's going to last as long as Ezekiel. Ezekiel's more... You know, straight line. I, I haven't really seen it really any. That's because he's running through Cadillac size holes. And don't get me wrong, Ezekiel is talented. Yeah. He's going to be a great running back regardless of the line that he's that's behind. My, that's my point. That's my point. But we know DJ doesn't have a good one. He's still doing it. We don't know that about Ezekiel. We can guess. I like the Ezekiel's got more top speed, and he. I like the way he finishes. Track runner. Yeah, right. he, he finishes better he than finishes, David Johnson. He finishes well. He falls for. Right. He's got great bursts and acceleration. Let me ask you this: David Johnson or Le'Veon Bell? I'm taking Le'Veon. 
Ooh. I'm taking Le'Veon. I'm taking That's David Johnson again. Nah. I mean, just I mean, if you look at the stats, like we know yep. Pittsburgh has a great offense, or they're supposed to have a great offense. If right? we're talking about stats, he's got the most yards from scrimmage after 14 games. Well, well, listen, well Le'Veon listen. Bell, and he missed the first two games in history. He actually missed the first three. You know which how is much why he got in the last three? You know how much he got in the last four total? 843 yards okay, in the exactly. last four games. He just but went OJ in Buffalo. 620 yards <laughs> rushing in the That's last good. four games. That was what I did there. But yeah. think about it like this. The previous five before that, he averaged 55 yards rushing. I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a big Difference. discrepancy in between the last four and the previous five before that. He that's why I picked David well, Johnson Well, he couldn't over. smoke those games because he knew there was mandatory testing come. So now he's back smoking. <laughs> he's running. <laughs> All right. Let's let's he try. Does, he does. <laughs> he just like, killed the bull, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did. He does like the weed. We let's, know he does. Let's 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 try. And get, right. Let's get serious with with with, with this one right here. Uh, the last thing, and and we made it a hot topic because the NFL is not making it a hot topic, mm. but it's very much a real thing. Uh, Nikita Whitlock, and that's not a female. Mm. It's definitely a male. He's the fullback mm. for the New York Giants. He's Suspended. currently serving. Currently serving a 10-game suspension for performance-enhancing drugs. Just like every other Buffalo Bill. Uh, but he's a New York Giant. Um, Say it again. <laughs> last week. Mom, y'all, uh, be, y'all be talking bad about me. <laughs> <laughs> last last Everybody week, else got an excuse but Omar. It's food. Last week, he was the victim of, of a home break-in, actually his second burglary. Uh, but after this burglary, uh, the, the um, miscreants... Uh, graffitied his house, uh, painted swastikas, KKK, which stands for Ku Klux Klan. Uh, Trump was also painted on the walls. Um, and then you have Brandon Marshall, linebacker for the Denver Broncos, also last week. Uh, and, and he gained a little bit of notoriety because he joined Colin Kaepernick um, in his uh, anthem, national anthem protest. Uh, received a very vile and sick letter uh, that was uh, threatening to him personally um, and also contained racial epithets. Um, And and the reason why I'm bringing it up now is because the NFL is not talking about it. But, you know, when one of their own is shown on a video assaulting a woman, you know, they do these uh, patronizing domestic violence promos. Every October, they're flashing pink for breast cancer awareness. Now you have two members of your fraternity that have been the victim of of racial just disgrace or an assault and there's nothing and no one's talking about it. And and I don't understand we've got to all recognize I think and and you guys chime in we got to recognize the climate that we're in, the world mm-hmm. that we are in. No one can hide behind the fact that it's not their place or they don't want to take a social stance. Like, the war is on and everybody's involved and everyone has to, they got to speak out against this. The one word I would use, which is kind of a symptom of what's going on, and it kind of brings up the whole symptom of 2016, is normalized. Where things that were once extreme... <clears throat> things that were once shamed because of this year have become normalized to the point where if it happens, it's no longer coverage because it's such a small thing compared to the other shit that's going on that it's like, okay, deal with it because we have somebody who is cozying up to enemies of the country we have somebody who has admitted to assaulting women on tape we have this we have that the man's vice president is one of the most extreme people that's ever been a vice president and nobody's talking about him because the president is so out there it has become normalized where it is not a big thing anymore. It is not a shock, so it's not being covered because it's like, okay, why cover that when we got this over here? 
I disagree. Kevin. I don't know. I was going to say, I don't know if it's even that intentional. I think it happens because, well, the NFL hasn't spoken up about it because it doesn't impact their bottom line. When the whole Ray Rice and Greg Hardy incident came up, they got behind these these women causes because it affected their bottom line. So they're not going to stand up and defend their own players because the NFL never has. And, and but then they turn around and, and, and punish and, and penalize guys who who carry firearms and, and try to protect themselves. And then we, we get a situation like Sean Taylor when people broke into his house and killed him. And then stuff like this happens and they turn around and, and criticize guys for, for having weapons. It's it's hypocritical, but we, we know what the NFL is about and the, the country as a whole. It's it's about money. Um, to his point, uh, yeah, the league is hypocritical. Um, I disagree on more because, to what Kevin said, again, it doesn't affect the bottom line. These are You're talking about a fullback, a position that they're trying to move out of the NFL, number one, and then a linebacker who's got the same name of a wide receiver who the league is already having problems dealing with. These are these are first of all they're no names, and they're black, and they don't. This doesn't affect their bottom line. The Colin Kaepernick, him kneeling, has affected their ratings, which affects their bottom line. So that's why you hear about that. This this is this is crumbs to them. I actually think that's part of the reason why it's not as big in either because of the of the backlash of the Colin Kaepernick. So I agree with that, but it's because again, it's. These, if this was a bigger, if this was, and it wasn't the wide receiver, this was Tom no, Brady. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. If it, no, I wasn't. I know it wasn't. I'm saying Brandon Marshall linebacker. He's got the same name. But if it was Tom Brady or someone of that, like, let's say, because they're both black, let's say a high pro, let's say it was Cam Newton, it would still, it still wouldn't get Cam Newton. If it happened to him, he would say it wasn't racial. So let's that, not use Cam Newton. But even for the <laughs> for the league, that's. Yikes. The response wouldn't be the same if it was Tom Brady. If someone had done this to Tom, one of Tom Brady's arms, it's not the same. That affects the money. Brandon Marshall, the linebacker, does not affect the money. A, line, a fullback for a position that they want out the league does not affect the money. So then, my resp- so then my response to all of that is that then it needs to become normal for the players within the NFL to use the platform yes. to make this an issue and to speak and declare war against it. Yes. Then that's what needs to happen. Okay? If it's if the NFL is concerned about their bottom line and that's the attitude and approach that they're taking, then the players need to be concerned about the bottom line of mankind and use their platform to speak out and declare war against it. That's what I'd say. There's it the name escapes me. I don't I don't remember if it's college or if it's high school. There's and I don't want to say it was in Minnesota. There's a team of kids who were tired of certain players getting punished for what they felt was little things. So the players decided to not play. Come on, Missouri, I think. Was it what no, this happened recently. Like I know, like last year. I think it was year, Minnesota right? though. I think yeah. I think it is Minnesota. I'm not just yeah. not sure if it's college or high school. I just I know it was high school. It was high school. And if they can do it and they the the high school is the money is is nowhere near the amount. Right. Of an NFL team. If everybody decided not to play, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? They're going to change this. They're going to change some minds because they need to play because that affects the bottom line. That's that's regardless of almost any political movement, any movement, period. Yeah, facts. What you do that affects other people is when things start to change. If what you're doing only affects you, no one cares. Affect that bottom line. Things will change. All right. Let's get to our uh, two new members of the bad name roster. Bad name ballers for the league ambassadors. Uh, this week, we're going to have a, we're going to uh, announce our tight end and our D end. And the reason why they have these end positions is because the endings of their first names are quite normal. But it's when you, it's when you, is when you look at the, the take the first part. Uh, I believe in grammar school, it's called the prefix. The prefix of the name. Oh man! It throws it all out of whack. So the first name that we have, our tight end, is Mister Lardarius Lard Webb. You know what's funny about this name? Lardarius. How long has he been in the league, Kevin? What nine years? Eight years. Eight years. Eight years. Yeah. I just. Yeah. 
I didn't. I just realized he had two R's in his name as of right now as I'm reading the paper. Yeah. Oh, you thought it was Ladarius? Yeah, I thought nah. it was someone no, decent. No, 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 no. no. it goes no. deeper. Ladarius so is butter. Lard ass web. Lard ass butter Arius. Eight me years. In Devin, just call him Lardar. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I never even like you when we talked about the uh, the name of the second one. It didn't hit me till just now until you said about the prefix. Yeah, it's the prefix. <laughs> Uh, Eight-year pro for the Baltimore Ravens. He actually plays cornerback, went to Southern Miss, Nickel State. Uh, As I told you guys last week, players that are people, period, that are born from the southern part of the country, they are usually the ones responsible for these names. Lardarius is from Alabama. Uh, Anything you want to tell us about Lardarius, Kevin? You're a Ravens fan. What about the local commercial? Mm. Bro, oh my, that's what I was just about to okay, say. First what? off, you guys need to hear this man talk. I love him to death. He's a very <laughs> educated brother, but he is country. <laughs> and we got we got a commercial here. I can't. I think it's for like a car company or something where he uh, he, he sounds like he's reading off the prompt. He's like, "I am Lardarius Webb from the Baltimore Ravens." <laughs> it's, it's, it's awful. It's awful. So he pronounced it Lardarius. His name is Lar Darius Webb. Oh, Spider-Man. it's not even Darius. It's Darius. It's like the name gets tired Lord. as it goes along. <laughs> it's three, it's, it's three. like Lar Darius. Lar Darius Webb. Lar Darius Webb. <laughs> then our defensive end, Mr. Okay. Shit. Before we had our, our, our left defensive end is John David Booty, hmm. and he's got something coming out of behind him. We, we talked about that before. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> but our, our right defensive end uh, is Mr. Crafonzo. It's not Craponzo. Yeah, it's, that's what I was looking at. No. It's, it's not Craponzo. That not solid in my section. No, no, no. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why it's Crafonzo. His is Crafonzo Thorpe. <laughs> my motherfucker's name is Crafonzo. <laughs> uh, he's from Tallahassee, Florida, again, down south. Uh, he's more. He's more. He's more known for his career at Florida State University. Uh, he did officially play for the Colts, bounced around on the practice squad. But I'm gonna tell you, Skinny, it's Crafonzo because the first name, and this is documented, it is the combination of his father's first and middle name. His father's name is Craig Alfonso. Oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> that's just wrong. And somebody said, "Nah, that's good." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, write that down. Write that down. Oh, Let's, wait, well, no, wait. So that's his daddy's first and middle name. So his father is Craig, Craig Alfonso. No, his father said, nah, let's call him Crap Hanzo. No. His Don't look at me. I didn't. Hey, <laughs> I daddy. I ain't been to Florida. <laughs> well, you know. I mean, I understand how it's pronounced, but it's like you had to look at it and say, what the fuck's going on here? Uh, we've been saying that for the past six weeks with all these names. Crap Fonzo. <laughs> My man's name is Crap Fonzo. All right. Let's, if you make the roster, I'll call him Crafonzo. He well, you know what's funny is he's like legit been on like seven practice squad teams. He only made the squad one time. They it's, they want to cut him. Two thousand and seven because of his name. They, they, ha- they, they, they had just, to cut him. They they bring him on for the uh, for the section where people got to sing. Like they just want to announce him to come up right. to the, <laughs> to right. the front. So you, got, you got Crafonzo on the right and Booty on the left? Is that what you're saying? That's right. Crafonzo's crap is on the right. Shit's on the right. And Booty is on the left. Ass is on the left. That's right. Five year old. I'm Jim Bob <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to our game previews. Uh-huh. Uh, the, what we figure the three biggest games this weekend. Uh, first, we've got the Denver Broncos versus the New England Patriots. Uh, Denver's coming off of a 13 to 10 loss yeah. to Tennessee. Uh, New England. What happened, New England? What was New England's score this week, Kevin? Hmm. They beat us, and they deserve credit. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> oh, he's not was, That was your Super Bowl pick if they had a one, right? Th- thank you, Lord. <laughs> I appreciate you, Lord, the Almighty. Thank we, you for having my back. We are all on the Pats. Everyone uh, is on the Pats to win, even though despite the fact that Tom Brady is 6-9 and nine in his career against Denver, he's 0-3 in his last three games at Denver. Uh, Can Denver score? Can Denver score? Is that your question? Yes. And that's why you said it? Because you don't think Denver can score? Patriots might. Kevin, might you're shaking them, your head uh, no. Michael Floyd. <laughs> yeah, they got, they, they got the secret <laughs> weapon now. Hmm? The answer to Les's question is no. My <laughs> goodness. And, I, and I'll be honest, I'm not picking against New England unless for some reason they have to go to Oakland or Kansas City 
or if my Ravens get another shot. I think that's a, I think that's a big thing is home field advantage and, and why it's a big game for New England. They I think they need home field advantage. I think whoever comes out of the AFC, mm. I think whoever gets yeah. the number one seed in the AFC is going to the Super Bowl. That's what can I would we, say. Can we talk about how crafty um, Belichick was? He just oh. messed with them on um, on uh, special teams. Like he pulled out stops on special teams and got in their head. Like the man that that man can coach. That man can coach. You done, Omar? Yeah, I'm done. That's fine. <laughs> it was Damn. only you here. The next, he, but you know I'm right. Like he, he was doing stuff you're, you're on special right, teams right. he doesn't fire. ever do. Like he he pow, pulled out pow. all the stops on special teams and it got in y'all head and that's why y'all lost. Well, y'all no, should have won that game. I think they lost because of Eric Weddle, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> Cover three, Eric. Get to the middle of the field. Um, <laughs> Dallas, Tampa Bay. Uh, Dallas is at home. Going, uh, they're coming off of a, a 10-7 to loss to the Giants, and I think it's safe to say the Giants is the one team that the Cowboys don't want to see in the playoffs. Bad matchup. Uh, Tampa Bay, we talked about it last week in their game against New Orleans. Can they handle prosperity? Maybe they can. They won. They pulled it out 16-11 to against New Orleans. Now they go to Dallas for the Sunday night game. We are all on the Cowboys. I, I wanted to go with the Bucks though. You wanted to go with the Bucks. I, I just don't think they're going to be able to pull it out. But if it was in Tampa Bay, yes. I think I would have went with them. I'm just tired of seeing the Cowboys on Sunday night. That's For real, what I'm every week. Well, the NFL God, isn't man. because the ratings are sky high. They're going to be on primetime TV from here on out until they're going to rock it to the wheels fall Somebody off. Somebody kneel at the anthem or something. Um, <laughs> the, one, the one thing I'd say about this game is uh, Mike Smith, who was the former head coach for the Atlanta Falcons, the defensive coordinator for Tampa Bay. First of all, that defense has been playing well. We talked about that last week. But uh, uh, he's running the same defense as the Cowboys. Uh, Rod Marinelli he comes out of the school of Rod Marinelli. Um, so Dak's going to be really comfortable. I think New York did a good job in making Dak uncomfortable, uncomfortable yeah. last week. I think Dak gets back to being comfortable, and that's why I, I picked him to win. Uh, finally, the rain, one of the rain games, Detroit Lions, New York Giants. This is important because although Dallas has, they're at 11-2, and two, and they're looking comfortable for now, first place uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, um, in the NFC, if the Giants or the Lions win out, they actually uh, can overtake the Dallas Cowboys. And so, obviously, the winner of that game, the Lions, the Giants, is then in the driver's seat still with the chance to get at the Dallas Cowboys, definitely can secure uh, the second seed uh, in the NFC. Um, there are two playoff teams, Matt Stafford, dislocated finger. Um, Skinny, Omar, you guys took the Lions despite that fact. Skinny. Um. The Giants, what the eight and three or nine and three right now? The Giants. Nine Giants four. are nine and four. Nine and four. Nine and four. Um, it's really hard to quantify because the Lions just find a way to win. They're not really good on offense. They're not really good on defense. They don't do anything really good. They just find a way to keep it close at the end. And Matthew Stafford is an MVP candidate, like they legitimately. Have, they have a transcendent quarterback. So as long as they have that. <laughs> They're good. So says the Bears game. fan. Are we talking about if you if you'd been on the shows this season, Skinny, you'd know what he was really talking. about. Who, who you about. got in the Ravens or Eagles <laughs> game? <laughs> what were you gonna say, Kevin? I'll talk to you later. <laughs> uh, Les, I got we're, the Eagles. We're gonna, get, we're gonna get to the Bird game. I was gonna say though is mention transcendent players. Nobody's mentioning that Anquan Bolden cracked the top ten uh, all time reception yes. last week. He's and he. I actually wanted to and ask he's still you guys. Going. He is. <laughs> He's 46 catches behind Larry Fitz. He's a Hall of Famer. And Bolden has 55 this season. He may very well retire at, at number three. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Anquan Bolden's a Hall of Famer. And 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 Larry Fitzgerald should be giving his induction speech. He should be introducing <laughs> him to the Hall of Fame. Man, listen. Straight up. He won't be a, he won't be a um, first ballot, though, I don't think. His stats would say that, though. Yeah. Owens. There's no, a, better, but what, there's, a, is, there's a lot of players who deserve first ballot. Don't give. He's quiet. That's my thing. Like there's pro, there are people who don't don't recognize him as a great receiver because he just goes about his business. And Ken, yeah. Ken, will we have will we have time to ask how Janoris Jenkins with the Giants will match up against Anquan? Will he stick him? 
Uh, well, in the rain, I don't think it's going to matter. I don't think Janoris wants <laughs> that. Rain I, or, or, sun, or yeah, sunshine. Yeah, and I think Janoris, I think the thing about uh, Anquan is Anquan's eating in the slot. They basically yeah. use him as a pseudo tight end. And so uh, Janoris will be on the outside, most likely on Golden Tate, who's at, who after starting off bad has gone well. Um, so uh, anyway, let's get out of here. Fantasy recommendations, get the shots ready. Uh, Kevin, give me your fantasy recommendations on the way out. I'm going with January Joe, two weeks early oh to bounce back God. against Skinny's Eagles. Um, Why you I wanted to up? go with Lamar Miller, but you know what? I'm picking La Darius Green from <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Bengals uh-huh. and Ty Montgomery against Omar's Bears. All right, Skinny, who you got? Um, I got Drew Brees to have a bounce back game. I got, we've been talking about him all, all night, uh, David Johnson. Um, I think he does his thing. And uh, the receivers, I think Sterling Shepard, because Darius Slay will be on ODB, I think Sterling Shepard is going to come to play today or come to play Sunday. Okay, Les. I got Matt Ryan versus San Francisco. As do I. LaShawn McCoy versus Cleveland. And then J.J. Nelson versus New Orleans. No Michael Floyd. I had Matt Ryan as well, Deshaun Jackson. This is for selfish reasons because I'm in the semifinals of my fantasy league. I want them to get off. And then Devontae Coleman and Tevin Freeman is my flex. All those running backs are going to eat against the 49ers because <laughs> they're terrible against the, the run. Shit. <laughs> Literally the exact yes. same thing. Yes. All right. They're going to eat. <laughs> Next week, Kevin will be in studio. In studio. Get your pants on. He better. The League Ambassadors, the League We're on our way out. Follow us on social media. Cheerio. Uh, shout out to Headgear. Dome Headgear. Man. What did I say? <laughs>